Yo, 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 Wagwan! It's your boy, RJ Leverson, here with my boy, Nate Sperlin. You already know what it is. It's the cap, your weekly tour through hip-hop. And today, we got a lot of things on the plate, more than ever. We're going to be talking about Meg's debut album, Good News. Then we're going to be talking about the surprise collab project from Rich the Kid and NBA Youngboy, Nobody Safe. And then, St. John, While the World Was Burning. And also, we have some EPs to talk about. We have Meek Mill's Quarantine Pack, as well as the baby's My Brother's Keeper. Long live G. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the cap. It is time for your favorite time of the week and my favorite time of the week. Probably RJ's too. We'll check up with him after though, but we'll see. Time to cap the week with your favorite weekly tour through hip hop. It's the cap once again. RJ, is this your favorite time of the week? Just just real quick. I just want to know. Yeah, you know it is, bro. Of course. See, man, you feel me? So we out here. We got four topics to talk to. Let's just get straight to it. First up, Young Thug is dropping the YSL collaboration project with Gunna and all them other YSL niggas on November 27th, Black Friday. So, RJ, will you be listening to this while you're stomping people out for your PlayStation 5? Um, <laughs> now, I, I got people that's going to stomp somebody else out for the PlayStation 5. I don't even get my hands dirty like that. But, um, <laughs> nah, uh, Sign Language 1 was really, really good. There were some hits on that shit, um, especially uh, Chanel Go Get It. Um, it's a slime. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, heaters on that shit. So I, I have a lot of high hopes for slime language too. Um, and I think that you know, Young Thug himself has kind of been on the run. So I'm interested. I feel like Lil Baby lied. We're going to get a Lil Baby verse on that project. I hope we get a Lil Baby verse and a Lil Uzi verse. That's all that like I care about, to be honest. But. I know that all the other YSL niggas are also going to show up and, and do their thing. So, yeah, I'm very hyped. Um, but next, DJ Scheme. His upcoming project, Family, is supposed to be dropping on December 4th. I don't know if you saw the track list or anything, but you hyped for that? Yeah, I have the track list right in front of me. I'm, I'm really hyped. We have Juice World, Ski Master, Slump God, Joey Badass, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Yachty, Ian Dior. Lil Mosey, Corday, Snot, Lil Key, Lil Nar. It's a lot of niggas on this shit. DJ Scheme's producer, he produces shit. So, of course, you're going to have a lot of niggas on this shit. I'm really excited for this shit. Um, DJ, Scheme is one, DJ Scheme is one of the people who came up in the XXX era of Florida uh, with making beats for or working with Ski Mask and XXX. So, I'm just excited to see what he's able to do by himself and if he's able to really gather a market through making projects like this it's clear that he can get whatever feature he wants again he has some big names here juice world ski mask of course tight dollar sign is interesting to me um he also has some little known lesser known people uh ian dior and lil mosey are coming up he has not lil nar jack boy on it so there's a lot of, there's a good mix between people who are well known and people who are still coming up but no matter what i'm excited to hear this but next up, it's time for a mystery here. I don't know if this is the first time. Cue the mystery music. Dun, 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 dun. All right. That's my mystery music. All right, that was 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> Lil Baby just randomly tweeted out December 3rd last night on Sunday. RJ, we know something's coming from Lil Baby. In my opinion, it's probably Lamborghini Boys. He just said like a week or two ago that he's done with all the feature shit. It's album time. Is the album coming on December 3rd or do you think just December 3rd is just some random ass moment? Oh, yeah, I think that it could be a single. It could be an album. Um, Lil Baby definitely going to to bless us with some. We're definitely eating on December 3rd, but I don't know if it's going to be a project or not. I think it'll. it's going to be interesting to see whether it is Lamborghini Boys or whether it's something else. But, I mean, I know that he's just been in album mode cooking, so I am very excited to see what comes out of that. But, last but not least, The Lost Child playboy cardi who's been missing who who went missing for so long he came back a father people said that he's been shooting music videos what do you think that means nate um i think he he's been teasing that music is going to come by the end of this year and he's also been teasing that in his words i believe he said it was going to be experimental and alternative I don't know what that means for Playboy Cardi, oh, but that's no. definitely interesting. Um, at the same time, my my real question is: Does anyone really is anyone really still starving for Playboy Cardi music? Like you know, like when you're hungry at a certain point, and then you get to the point where you're starving, and then you become so hungry that you're just not hungry anymore. Like your body's like, oh, okay, fuck it, you're just not gonna feed me. All right, cool. That's that's what I feel like Playboy Cardi fans are at right now. I don't really think anyone is that hype. I feel like. Maybe if the music is good, people will be hype about Playboy Cardi again. But at the same time, it's the music has to be good first and people have to listen to it. So I, I don't know how how much I put into him shooting music videos and him saying that music is coming. Well, not even saying, but teasing that music is coming because then music may just never come this year, especially in December. I don't know, but um We'll have to we'll have to see. We one thing I know for sure is that we at Old Nook will definitely keep you updated on this Playboy Cardi story and the developing breaking news around it. Cause now we're news reporters. You see what we did there. Um, but yeah, on the other side of this, mad albums to talk about. Meg the Stallion, good news. Also have a new collab from Young Boy and Rich the Kid, Nobody Safe. Also talk about Satan John while the world is burning. And then we have two EPs that we're talking about as well. We have Meek Mill, Quarantine Pack, and then finally, The Babies, My Brother's Keeper, Long Live G. Tune in. Boyaka, Boyaka, Boyaka. I don't know what the fuck that was, but yeah, tune in. Yo, 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 it's your boy RJ Levishan here with my co-host Nate the Great Sperlin and we are back. It's the cap. You already know what it is. How you been, bro? I am good. I am so ready to fuck up this turkey on Thursday. How about you? I don't even know what we're cooking. I'm, I'm going to be cooking some shit. I really want a traditional Thanksgiving, but I feel like it's been such an untraditional year. I might have to switch it up. You feel me? I feel you. Wait, quick question though. What do you? How do you treat your turkey? Do you bake it or do you fry it? Both. 
the the Thanksgiving that I go to, they do both. That's that's real shit. My mom does both too. Shout out her. All right, we have, but we turn from actual physical food to mental food, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> you see what I did there? Haha. <laughs> um, RJ, we have three. We have a whole bunch of music to talk about this week. Whole bunch of music. Um, but before we get to that, I do want to mention one more time that we are. I don't know if you. I don't know if you heard this, but we are nominated for an award. I heard. How, how does that? How does? How does that make you feel? You know, I, I do this thing for the people. I do this for y'all. I do this for the people. I don't really do it for all the awards and the and the ac- and the accolades and all that. I do it so that y'all can get good content because I know the content out there be trash. But um, you know, it's it's definitely a sign that we're doing things right and that um, you know, we're closer to reaching the goals that we have for ourselves and for this podcast and just old milk in general. So yeah, I mean, it definitely um is an exciting time for sure. You know, I think it's that attitude. I think that attitude is the reason why we got nominated in the first place. So if you want to see my lovely co-host, RJ Levichin, the humble, the brilliant RJ Levichin get an award. Also, little old me getting an award. You could go to thisisupstate.com and vote for us for the podcast of the year award. Every every vote would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Now, RJ, are you ready to get into some music? Of course, you know how it is. He, he knows, hey, you know why I'm here. You feel me? All right, we have, on the board, we have Meg Thee Stallion, NBA Youngboy, and Rich the Kid, and St. John. Where do you want to start first? I think it's only right that we start with the potential new royal queen to the throne, Meg Thee Stallion. What do you think? Um, Yeah, you know, I think that we got to start with Megan. I mean, good news. I want some good news right now, and I got good news on Friday. But it was an album, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Let's start with Meg. What you what you think about the album first and foremost? All uh, uh, right, this is her debut album. This is something that I've been anticipating for a Ooh. while. Um, 17 tracks, 50 minutes. Features the baby, City Girls, Lil Durk, SZA, Pop Can, Mustard, Big Sean, Two Chains, Beyonce, and Young Thug on it. This album. Pop, pop con. Du- See, that's why you wasn't, that's why, see, you mess. you fucking up. <laughs> shout, shout out to all my brethren right, out there, you know um, what I'm saying? Jamaica, oh you feel me, Jamaica, we here. My fault, my fault, this is how you know how to get it off. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Americanized, so I'm going to just say shout out to my family in St. Lucia. Mm. Love y'all, miss y'all. But uh, yeah, we gonna we gonna let's get into the album though. We have again seventeen songs. Uh, she starts off first with shots fired, addressing her Tory situation. Um, I'm sorry, because that, those were the shots. You know what I'm saying? All right, now you got it. You got oh it. my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, she, she starts off with that. She gets really she gets really really into the weeds and into the little intricacies of the situation, which personally I appreciated because as we unfortunately know, Tori dropped that album and we didn't really hear much from Meg except for a few Instagram live appearances here or there. But now we have we have more of a view from of the situation from meg's side so now it'll be interesting to see what happens but minus that i thought that was a good song the the sampling of biggie smalls's who shot you was 
whoever came up with that idea deserves a raise because that that just hits the nail on the head there. Um, but for the whole album, I thought that this was a good album. I thought that she hit the spots that she needed to hit. She gave us that Tina Snow Meg at times. She also gave us the catchiness um, that we saw on Sugar. And she also gave us a few more little vibes thrown in there. I really, really, really like the SZA feature on it. I think that that SZA feature brought uh, extra R&B dimension that was needed, especially to that song. Um, Mustard is becoming one of the is one of the best producers, but he's becoming so multi. Uh, he's becoming bigger in different genres now, and once again, it shows on track eleven intercourse with Pop Can. Um, and then that outro was just perfect. And then you take that, you take that good album and then you add in her Savage remix with Beyonce. And overall, I think she hit all the points that she needed to hit. And this, this, this album really, I don't really know how much more she really needed to do to solidify it for, for people who listen to hip hop or just people who love music in general, but she, whatever, however, however far she needed to do if it was like first down and 10 or like first down and five whatever the, whatever she she got those yards so this was this was a really good album hey yo 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 y'all know me i'm always gonna give uh both sides of it so i'm a first i'm gonna start this off with saying one shots fired was crazy uh that shit is hard tory lane's fuck you um i like that she said what you know her side and she talked about it um I think it was crazy. I'm, I'm listening to this album. I'm going through it. And the way that she is representing Houston and the Houston sound and how she has helped the Houston sound evolve it. I'm not trying to throw no dirt on, on Travis Scott or nothing like that. But Travis Scott is a creative in a different way. So the way that he makes his music, even with the influences of Houston, he's just he's intergalactic and just like in the future as far as sounds. The way that Meg Thee Stallion has put the Houston flow and the Houston swagger back on the main stage in a way that, in my opinion, it never has been before. Um, kudos to her. I really like this album. And I mean, you could just hear the Houston in every song and hear her flow. You could hear that Bumby influence. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I think that. You know, I don't want to get too deep into comparisons because you know me, I, I don't think that it, you know, it's not all about comparisons. I think um, my biggest thing, and, and I guess I'll turn this into a question for you, is the song that's going hard right now is Body. And she has the whole, you know, chorus, which is like body, yadi, 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 yadi. And she, you know, she's going on and, and, and the beat fire and whatnot. My question to you is, does she have, does she, does she produce that hit that she has been on a known for and been kind of on a, on a little mini run for in the last 18 months? Did she drop that new hit in your opinion on this album? Um, I, I think personally, I think I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't really think this album is really targeted towards me, but if I were to choose a song that would be for sure go off i i think for sure it would be body 
that that hook is just so fucking catchy and you see it all the time with the women rappers the songs that typically end up getting big are the ones with catchy hooks and body by far has the catchiest I hook assume on that that, aside that, from keep on i'm sorry aside from aside from the savage remix but that already came out and already had its moment but body for sure has the catchiest hook on the album i like the beat um the verses were manageable they weren't really meg trying to wrap wrap your head off it was really meg just filling space for the hook which i appreciated not saying that the verses were just space fillers they were also good as well but i think if you wanted if she had a hit attempt i think body is the hit attempt and i think it gets the job done uh, I think I think, think that's her laziest hit of her career, and you know it's all it's all cool. It's 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 fine. Like I'm not mad at her. Um, I don't think that it's like oh she didn't t-, you know she didn't fall under my expectations. You also know me. I was listening for the for the rapping, which is why I let off with the rapping because I think that she she exceeded my expectations with the rapping. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot, and that's kind of like what I was on. But I feel like. You know, body is just is just so weak and 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 lazy. I mean, body yaddy 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 yaddy. Like that as a chorus is probably the most is probably going to be the laziest chorus that she ever drops. Like fully, I think that and would probably be her. Yeah, I mean maybe, but I I just think that when I think about her beats, I mean her her songs, Mm -hmm. and she dropping crazy hooks. Like she be dropping fire lines in the hook. She be like some of the best lines be in the hook. And um, I was upset because I because I agree that I think that body was the shot she was shooting. That was her shot that she was shooting. And I was like, mm, I feel like, you know, this this is a little bit um, lazy out of her. But I still think that this, the, the song is going to go and I'm just going to be, you know, upset about it. Um, but what are your favorite songs? Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention body. Yeah. <laughs> um... I'd also say the outro outside was really. <laughs> <laughs> I did some reading earlier, my fault. Um, um, also, we have um, outside the outro. I, I I think I think track fourteen is the outro because the three songs after that are all singles that we already heard. But track fourteen was really really good, calm, smooth, essentially perfect. She's rapping; you could hear it beautiful 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 song uh my third one which which would be this is the this is the thing that um hmm third one third one third one i'd say i'd have to go with freaky girls with scissor scissor we need that new album or actually not scissor top dog we need that new album nah nah scissor we need that new album fuck top dog top dog i know what you're doing stop playing with me scissor leak the shit scissor 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 it's just Right now, it's just us. I know you're not listening. Well, you might be listening. You should be. You should. I'm here you should too. be listening. But no, 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 no. Don't I'm listen to that nigga. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's just us. Drop down. Uh, leak, leak, just leak down. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So those those were good choices. Those were good choices. I'm gonna be real with you. I know. I know. So, some mm-hmm. people they too secure in their manliness, and that's fine. You know, do mm-hmm. your thing. Do it on the tip is fire. Okay. City girls killed that shit. They killed that shit. He literally had hot girl Meg on it. It ain't. It wasn't even. That wasn't Meg Thee Stallion. That was Hot Girl Meg. That is a very different vibe. Let me tell you that right now. That was Hot Girl Meg. I need a Hot Girl Meg project. I don't want the Meg, fuck the Meg Thee Stallion shit. Give me the Hot Girl Meg because I know she got some heaters for these things. Do it on the tip. Fire. All right. Freaky Girls is another. I mean, SZA. 
what you up to? Like, what you doing? Like, you know, you vibing? Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to check on you. You know what I'm saying? Um, Freaky Girls is, am- is an amazing song. Crazy, like... That was a shot. What? That shot to SZA was from the parking all right, lot. All right. And it didn't even reach yeah. the gym. I just, I just all right, well, well, that. well, I'm, shoot, I'm, I'm shooting from the that. damn parking lot. Like, <laughs> niggas be mad at me. I'm shooting from the parking lot, nigga. Like, Shooters <laughs> still got to shoot, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's from the parking lot. All right, um, all right, but, um, yeah... Do it on the tip, freaky girls, and then shots fired. As a, as a Brooklyn cat, um, to see it and hear it and feel it, she she did her thing and she she did the song justice. She did the flip justice, um, and I was very imp- impressed. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even say impressed because I've always thought that she had the, this ability to spit. So I felt like you know just comfortable in all of the. Yeah, I know she makes these hits. But she can rap. I'm very comfortable in that. We were talking about the whole, you know, we in a pandemic. So we gonna need some rapping. We don't just need party tracks. And I think that she did that. And I'm glad that she did that. And you know, good news is a very is a very good album. It's a great album. For sure. But here's the thing with people one, are gonna get mad at me. It's, it's not as good as it's not as good a debut as as the people that were queen behind her. Right, so her 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 royalty predecessors had better debuts, but I think that she's had a better we, she's had a better bubbling up than any other woman that we've seen before she got the queen status. I think I, that she's done more work. I don't know about. That. I feel I feel like that's kind of unfair. I think all the other previous queens that we've had before Meg have had the benefit of not dropping music in the pandemic. So I think, uh, I think this is just a really, really good read by Meg and understanding that she can't drop all the hot girl hits and understanding that she has to come through with bars for people that need to be in the house. But I do have one final question for you before we move on. Because Meg also flipped another arguably top five, in my opinion, top five biggest songs in hip-hop, most impactful songs in hip-hop, Boys in the Hood. She flipped that um, with Girls in the Hood. So which which flip did you like better? Did you like Girls in the Hood better or did you like Shots Fired better? I definitely liked Shots Fired better. I think that Girls in the Hood was cool. I think I'm still mad about... Um, I'm still mad about some things with this song just because with the whole Easy e and his daughter not being able to you know, get... You know, uh, access to his masters and stuff like that. I think that it was a good idea, and I think that it was cool. I, I do think that it was a good song, but I think that shots fired. I mean, shots fired hit all of the when you're, you're not making a hit song, it hit all the checklists of good flow, good delivery, store, and you telling and you saying something, and you're and you're saying something with the words that you're spitting. You're not just spitting. I know Tory Lanez has heard that song, and he was and he was feeling it in his chest. I know he was. I know that Meg's friend listened to that song and felt that shit in her fucking chest as she should have. You snake. Like, that is really one of those things where Meg Thee Stallion, she did her thing. Now, I'm going to be honest. I know my viewers might not be on my opinion. Let me tell you something. If someone's going to give you a million dollars to not say nothing, unless you not saying nothing puts your people in danger, take, take the money. Take the money. You're not going to make no money being in an entourage. I don't care if you've watched Entourage. None of them niggas make no money. All them niggas poor. It's just Vince. Get your money. If they're going to give you a million dollars and not say nothing, if it's not going to put your friends in danger, you might need to, you know, you might need to be like, hey, all right, uh, wire the money. 
Well, Cash App. Send me the Cash App. But um, yeah, great album. Shout out Meg. And I'm I'm really excited for her soft. This may be one of my most excited for a sophomore uh, albums that I've ever been with any artist ever, because I know she, I know she can give me anything and everything at any time. And that makes me very hype because when some, when an artist can do that, especially with her little, when she on do it on the tip where she had a hot girl, Meg, like it was kind of like an alter ego or some shit. That's the shit that started getting me thinking. Okay, because now she she understands. She got different vibes. She got different personalities. She got the you know the Tina Snow. She got the hot girl Meg. It's like seeing it all kind of start to develop. I can't wait to see her continue to refine all of these things. I think it's gonna be crazy. So shout out Meg one time. And shout shout and shout yeah, out H Town. Hi Beyonce. Another <laughs> shot from the parking lot. That's fucking crazy. That was even from the parking lot. That was from the highway. You still right, the car. Right, relax. Right. That shit hit the windshield and everything. We gotta call wow. AAA. God damn. Safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. Wow. You know, nigga, go to the next time, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Young boy, never broke again. And Rissa Kid, uh, odd pairing come together to give you nobody is safe. 15 tracks, 40 minutes. We have three features, Quando Rondo, Lil Wayne, and Rod Wave. And first up, RJ, what did you think? What did you think about the odd pairing? Okay, so I do think that it was a little bit of an odd pairing. Um, yes. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you after this. Yes. I'm going I'm okay. to ask a question after this, but... I love questions. It, it, it made me wonder what the idea was. It made me wonder... As two artists, what the communication looks like for this to happen. It makes me wonder if they were ever in the same room with each other. Because I think that they I think that they made good songs, but I don't know if it made they made a good project. And I think a lot of that has to come with the the mental aspects of actually, you know, creating a project and trying to have a cohesive sound. You know, you old milk loves cohesion. We love cohesion. That's the only thing I'm a little bit worried about. Because I think I feel like they just made a bunch of songs together and they kind of put them, you know, they were like, all right, we'll just put them together and make a project. But um, I think that it's it's interesting. At the very most, it doesn't make me more hype for a Rich the Kid album. It doesn't change my opinion on NBA YoungBoy, but it makes me it makes me think about collab albums and the importance of chemistry. Especially in a pandemic, you don't know if these guys are in the same studio. You don't know how if everything's just being sent in, in the email to each other. And that's how they're recording it. But I do think that I hope they were in the same room. And I hope if they were to do this again, that they would like spend a lot of the time making music and building chemistry. Because I think that this album showed me how important chemistry is to a project. Now, for my question on this project, who do you think initiated the creation of this project? Who do you think hit up who? Oh, that's a good question. I think Rich the Kid initiated it. Young boy, young boy doesn't. Young boy has said in some in, in past interviews. I believe one of them was uh, with Elliot Wilson. I want to say it was. Where he was he, he was essentially giving off the vibe that he doesn't really care about working with people, and he just he just wants to make music and get right. the money. Okay. So. I, I think I think definitely Richard Kidd hit him up and said, "Yo, you know what would be crazy?" He saw YoungBoy being one of the biggest artists um, in America right now, and Cat and was 
um, lucky enough to be able to make an album with him. But I do think that though this is an odd pairing, it works well. I think it works. I think it needs to be refined. It definitely be, needs to be refined. I agree with your point about the questioning of if they were even in the same room together, like at all for this. I also agree with your point about them making good songs but not necessarily a good project so what that tells me essentially like i said is it it, it needs to be worked on a little bit more it needs to be sanded out um you you need to you know you gotta you gotta do you gotta you gotta do something a little bit more you gotta get more get get in the same room together and really feel each other's energy and feel each other's vibes and things of that nature i do like the the choice for features uh i mean i got a rod wave feature and y'all know how i fuck with rod wave so um, I'm 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 satisfied on the, in the features department. Are you satisfied? Um, are you, are you like that little Wayne feature? You think that little Wayne feature makes sense? It was cool. All right, all right. It was cool. Checking. It was cool. Um, but I do think, and you when we talked about Young Boy's last out, al- well, Young Boy's actual album album top. When we talked about it, you RJ referenced the fact that sometimes. You can kind of tell when Young Boy's in album mode and he's really trying to make a cohesive album or when he's just dropping songs that sound good. And I think that this one was definitely the latter. It was just him dropping songs that sound good. And they do sound good. I do, I will say though, I think that this, for me personally, I think that I need to re-listen to it so I can get more of a feeling of it and really solidify which songs I want to put in my playlist. Right. Okay. Um, so what's your favorite, what favorite songs? Uh, right as of right now, I have Nobody Safe, Sex, and Sorry Mama featuring Rod Wave. Okay, um, yeah, my I I got um, Sorry Mama, and then probably Bankroll and Automatic. Bankroll is really fire. I love the beat of Bankroll. I I agree. One more one more question though, if they were announcing, hey, in a year. Me, Rich the Kid, and and Young Boy, we gonna run it back. How you feel about that? Um, I'm, I, How I'm, would you I'm feel intrigued. About that? Um, I think that my big thing about Rich the Kid is that he he can make. I know he can make hits, and he keeps showing that he has the ability to. It's just consistency. You know how important in literally every industry of, of entertainment, consistency is key, and and pretty much everything consistency is key, and you know. It's hard to get excited about Rich the Kid albums because you because of the amount of inconsistency. So it's like hoping for like a hit where it's like really fire, but not necessarily expecting it. So I, I, I don't think that I would be like hyped for it. But I think that if I felt like they was really putting in the work to drop another one, I'd be like, okay, let's see. Because I because as I said, you know, NBA Young Boy when he's like trying to make the project rather than just you know hopping on songs. It's a very, very different energy. It's a very, very different vibe. So I would be intrigued for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think if they were going to lock in and get it done together in a more cooperative fashion, I think that I would be open to it. But as of right now, if they gave me a repeat and did it the exact same way, I'm cool. Right. Um, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, St. John, while the world was burning, side note, it still is, 13 tracks, 40 minutes, features from Lil Uzi, A Boogie, The Baby, Future, Kanye West, J.I.D., Black, and Kalani. I, I think I want to go first here. I think I was really excited for this album. 
um but i was honestly disappointed by it mainly because of how many remixes we got from previous songs that are at least a year old to my knowledge um we got a high school reunion remix which was on ghetto's kenny love songs we got a monica Lewinsky remix we got um we got a roses remix with future and then we got another roses remix which was a i am beck remix so we got four remixes out of 13 tracks and i think that if you're gonna drop an album like the reason why the reason why people are excited for albums is because they want new songs and they're excited for new songs not because they want to hear you remix uh an, a song that did well for you two years ago or a year ago or however long the only the only time that really works is when you do one of those songs um i'd reference a little uzi on on eternal a take where he remixes exo tour life and that that song is called p2 um a lot of other artists take little bits and pieces from their hit songs and put them in new songs but they're still new songs and i prefer that versus you just taking the exact same song or the exact same beat and then just putting a feature on it and putting another verse on it and then calling it a remix um, um so that was disappointing that was disappointing i think that was also that it was also disappointing because some of the features i was really excited for ended up on remixes so i was excited for a future for a future feature that was on a remix i was excited for a Lil Uzi feature that was on a remix uh a boogie was already there but i was excited for the baby on a remix so it's 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 kind of like what it what it what really and what was really the purpose of this album i feel like one thing i will say is i think that the remixes flow together in the over the course of the song of the album excuse me but at the same time it's like if you're dropping an album with remixes and the remixes flow with your new songs have you really grown so with that i'll leave that to you rj and rj what did um, you think about while the world was born was burning i feel like well, my opinion on saint john being always kind of in the air and not as you know i wasn't as hyped for you for it as you were um, I think about it as, I think about it as like, what about this is going to be, is going to make a lasting impression. When is this artist going to make a lasting impression? Because I, I don't think that a good song is a lasting impression, by the way, folks. I think that a lasting impression is something that makes you hype for, that begins to get you hype for people's projects. It makes you hype for, you know, an artist's merch and an artist's performance and whatever. Um... And that just didn't happen. I felt like, you know, albums like this is when the industry plant turn, you know, jokes make sense. Cause it's like, all right, you're just out here tr for the money. You out here remixing the shit. But I don't think it's a it's a good idea. I think that, um, especially you know, EDM and electronic music is is one of the biggest genres on the fucking planet. So. If you have a hit song and you can have a DJ kind of redo it and repackage it and put you in people's playlists, um, you know, that that's 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 a really cool marketing tool and whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, even, you know, you know me, I mean, I'm a massive Kanye West fan and I think, you know, I think Pray For Me was a good song, but it's just nothing outstanding to me. There's nothing lasting to me there's nothing that made me be like all right let me play this again i do like the little uzi verse addition but i mean um i just don't think that he's the he's not even top five at the sounds that he tries to um convey 
and the sounds that he presents. He's not even top five in that little subgenre. So a lot of me is is listening to this being like, mm, I've heard somebody do this better. Mm, you know, this isn't as good as that. I just think that it, like every song, I'm just like, oh, this is underwhelming. Like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't really want to listen to this song much longer. But I, you know, I think that he's talented and I think that he's a really smart guy. Like, if, I don't know if any of you guys watch the Joe Budden podcast or listen to the Joe Budden podcast, but St. John has been on there. And that was kind of my real first introduction to him as an individual, as an artist. And you learn a lot and you understand, you know, some of the patience that it takes to be in the music industry. And I think that he is, he's a smart guy. And I just don't look at this project as the one that he was putting all his effort into. You know, as you said, with all the remixes, I can't, I don't feel like this was necessarily the album that he was, you know, waiting to, to drop. I think that this was just kind of repackaging the the singles that were already kind of hitting and 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 making them you know sell more so that's cool because if you're a saint john fan you should be hyped that little uzi is just like on the project even if it's a remix it's like oh yeah this song is just a better version i think that's a good idea um the only real comment that i have to say before we unless you have something you know we can go into the favorite songs the only last comment i have to say the baby man we gonna get to you and you know um you know I'm, i'm sorry for your loss and all that the singing that you're doing on the Monica Lewinsky election year. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Please don't do that. Never do that ever again. Please don't. Because I'll stop listening to you. If this, if this, if that's what you're gonna do, if you're just singing on songs like that, it's gonna be a problem for me. You are a good rapper. I know people make fun of the fact that you have one flow, but I really think that you have like one flow, and then there's like, you know, there's that flow. You got the one A and the one B, because you know you got a little bit of nuance, even though they kind of the same. I like that. It's fine. Keep rapping. Stop this. I know you went number one with Rockstar. I'm not going to bring up Roddy Rich's influence on that. I'm not going to do it because I think that it was you. Please stop singing like this. Stop it. No more. Stop. All right. You want to get into the uh, top songs? Top three? Um, you you <laughs> can go first. Um, with your, with your I passionate words. Prom. Pray for me and mm, 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 mm. maybe um I'll say quarantine wifey. Shout out JID real quick. One time for the one time. What about you? I'm going to go anti remix. So I'm going to say sucks to be copy, you. Copy, Freedom is right. priceless and gorgeous. I'm mad at you. Yeah, all right. We are done with the albums. Let's get to some EPs, some extended plays, some shortened albums. You know, uh, we have Meek Mill Quarantine Pack, four tracks, thirteen minutes, featuring Vori Twice, Lil Durk, and Forty Two Doug. RJ, do you think Quarantine Pack has gotten the fans hype and in need of a new Meek Mill mm-hmm. album? I think it's too. I think it's too early to tell. Um, I did like the songs on it, but I think about um, I think about his last album rollout, right? For champions or champ? Yeah, champions. Championship. Cha- championships. I forgot. He he, he wins rings. Out here. Champion championships. Um, his rollout. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Um, Philadelphia Eagles. His, his rollout for that with Legends of the Summer. <laughs> he dropped that four pack. Philadelphia, Dangerous, 1 a.m. and Stay Woke. That was. It was more. Focus is the wrong word. It just, it made more sense. You know, he goes on the, I think it was the BET Hip Hop Award. I think it was the Hip Hop Awards, but it might have been the BET Awards. He goes on there, does the whole performance with Miguel, and everybody's like, oh my God, Meek Mill, he's out of jail and he's woke. Like, this is crazy. And then, you know, he was, he was building up with that. Legends of the Summer had Dangerous on it. Um, again, you know, with Jeremiah and PNB Rock, I mean, that shit was fire. I only that quarantine pack came with the same goals in mind. Um, at the same time, it's like quarantine pack. He's dropping it in November. Summer pack was lit. The, you know, it was literally for the summer. It was literally a summer pack out project. So that very different, literally different points of the different projects. But, um, I think Meek Mill should continue to do these little EPs and just keep hype. But I don't think that, I don't think that there's a song as good as his like last EP pack. I don't think there's like that um, that song that stands out on this project. Um, Meek Mill, you too, bro. On Pain Away, you are not Lil Durk, bro. I know, you know, you fam- all the- all these rappers famous and they successful, whatever. You are not Lil Durk. I don't know why you're singing on that shit when you could have rapped your ass off. Like you could have spat on that beat. You are not Lil Durk, and I need y'all to stop. Like, like this man Kanye West, he drops 808 Heartbreaks. Everybody want to sing with auto-tune. Cool. That's influential. Drake got every motherfucking thing they can sing on songs and be emotional and shit. Stop. Some of y'all niggas just need to spit your emotions, just need to say them out loud. You do not need to sing Meek Mill, I'm talking about you. Stop. Because Lil Durk is just going to embarrass you. If you're going to sing on the same song as Lil Durk, when you can't actually sing, you will be embarrassed by Lil Durk. And that's kind of what happened because I'm listening to it like, mm, and I skipped to the Lil Durk part. I was like, okay, this is, I like, oh, I like this. Mm. And then Meek Mill came back and I was like, mm, no, stop. So Meek Mill, stop, please stop the singing, please, please. What'd you think about the, about the pack? Honestly, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I think it it re-energized my Meek Mill fandom. Um, coming off a change, I thought personally, I won't take the slander. And if you about to slander that album, this is just be like, mm, just don't say nothing. Just let the silence be the answer. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna slander it. I'm not gonna slander it. I'm not gonna slander it. This is this is well, I don't think it's slander. This is gonna be a hot take though. I genuinely do not see a difference in value between championships and wins and losses. And there is nothing wrong with that. Wins and losses was a really, really good album, in my opinion, underrated. But after hearing wins and losses and then waiting and then hearing championships, then I'm like, okay, Meek Mill is probably, this is this is what Meek Mill is going to be. Meek Mill, is, which is really, really high up on the hip hop totem pole. Uh, but I know what I'm going to get from Meek Mill. And I was cool with that. And yeah. then I think Championship dropped in 2018, right? right? I I, I want to say, yeah. And then 20, I don't think we really got well, we anything got, from we got last that, year. Um, we got some singles. To my knowledge. Oh, oh so, we got some singles this year. Never mind. Not, nothing in 2019. Literally. We got some singles. 
All right, copy. Um, but that being said, so he drops championships. I listen to it. It's good. And then I'm like, okay. So there, there really wasn't really anything that really made me want a new Meek Mill project until this, until Quarantine Pack. I think he start. I mean, I don't know what what someone with the number one did to Meek Mill track one. I don't know what track one did to Meek Mill, what the intro did to Meek Mill, but he mercs it every time. The only issue I have with this whole entire project is I don't think it for the first song, middle of it featuring Vori. I don't think that we needed Vori on it. I don't think we needed the singing on it. Meek, you came in hard. You came in banging. Beat was banging. Your your lyrics were slapping against my eardrum. I was like, yes, this shit is fucking fire. And then you beat switch and then Vori sings. And I'm like, whoa. Huh? I'm confused. This and this is this is gonna be a terrible comparison, but this is the only one I can really think of off the top of my head. It brought me back to when Nicki Minaj did uh Barbie. What what, what song was it? The one when she was talking about fucking on them little rappers. Oh, oh on on oh, oh, um oh, 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 fuck I know what on Queen. Yeah, no maybe. Was it Barbie Dreams? I think it was Barbie Dreams. Was that the name was, was was it all right as i'm looking as i'm looking for the name of this album what i'm what i'm essentially alluding to all right you got it what i was essentially alluding to is the fact that there was such a good song and a good concept happening and arguably the best song on the entire project happening until the artist beat switches and gives you a completely different vibe that in all honesty should have been another song that happened on Queen with the name of the song that RJ is about to give me. And that happened here with the middle of it. But that is all I have for the criticism of this project. I think Pain and Way was good. Unlike RJ. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm coming, that I'm waiting for Meek Mill to sing. I need Meek Mill to sing. I'm not saying that at all. I don't mind it. Uh, GTA featuring 42 Doug. Meek just has a thing for Detroit Beats as Detroit beats as well. Excuse me. I don't know what Detroit beats did to Meek either, but Meek just slayed that as well. Uh, also, 42 Doug is starting to grow on me, and think it's the game was really good. And on that song, Vori actually shined. Overall, I think that this is a good, solid EP, and I'm excited for a new Meek Mill. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that um, this was a it was a nice little pack. It was small. Vori, by the way, um, great artist. He worked on the grammy winning everything is love so he's a grammy winner but he also helped write the smash hit by bryson tiller don't so he's just big guy he's from louisville kentucky um and i am kind of you know i like when certain rappers you know give people kind of uh looks you know especially with drake and and Giveon, um on chicago freestyle and all that um so you know i'm, I'm hyped for it it was a nice little pack i want to see i am hyped for a meek mill album uh, I think that I always will be. I will. The last thing I'll just say is I dispute uh, Nate's comment. I think that wins and losses was a maturing Meek Mill, and I think that championships was like the matured Meek Mill who has experienced losses as the matured Meek Mill. So I think that like Meek Mill had to go through the wins and losses, and then wins and losses like I've experienced these things here's the album and then championships was like i'm a boss i'm a king i'm a champion i've seen it all i've come back and i beat all the odds and here's what i've seen 
at the top, you know, here's all the things that I've seen. Here's all these things that I've experienced. And I think that, um, it's just, I just think that they're different levels. And I think that, um, Meek Mill still has bits to evolve for sure. Just the way that he thinks about shit and the way that he goes about shit. So definitely hype for, for an album out of him. But, um, my favorite song is definitely that, that shit with 42 Doug. I mean, they both kill that shit. I, I, I don't, I don't know. 42 Doug is, he's, I think 42 Doug is a good artist. He's growing on me. But I think that he picks his opportunities very well. Very, very well. And I like that about him. I think that that's, that's key. So mm-hmm. shout out to 42 Doug real quick. Shout out to Detroit. For sure. Moving on. Finally, our last project that we will cover for this episode we have the baby my brother's keeper in parentheses long live g honoring his brother who recently committed suicide um first off i want to start off by sending condolences to the baby and his family through that difficult time um featuring meek mill no cap polo g and two c seven songs 19 minutes rj what did you think about the baby's new ep um i thought that it was that it was key um, I think that what our fans will agree with is the baby brings a level of energy that you can feel through the headphones or the speaker or whatever. Um, another artist that I think does that very well is Future. I think that Future raps and, 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 and sings from the soul and you can really feel it whenever you're listening to their 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 projects um and i think that you know it was a good project um rest in peace to his brother and i think that it was a good this is one of those projects that especially during a pandemic is very very important because it shows you know that emotional side and it's something that a lot of people have resonated with you know losing a loved one this year, whether it be from from COVID or, or otherwise, uh, so I really like the project. I like the idea, and I, I like the vulnerability because I think that's key. A lot of artists um, have had to deal with deaths during their career, during peaks in their career. You know, it's di- it's different when you're already established and stuff. But when you're an artist like the baby, you know, he's even said he he hasn't really. He didn't really get the time to register everything. He didn't really get the time to digest everything. You know, he's been a very successful artist, one of the most successful artists in, in rap period for the last um, 18 months, two years. So, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to his team, because I think that, you you know, you can't really have that type of turnaround unless you have a crazy team with you backing you up. Um, so shout out his team, too. And, I, you know, for me... The more that my expectations for DaBaby become are solidified, the more that I like his projects. The more that I'm ready to kind of like register his projects for what they are. So, you know, I really like this this little seven right here. And I, I think that, you know, it's a great project. I agree. Personally, I think that this is his best work all year. Um I don't I don't know how anyone can listen to the first track, Brothers Keeper, and not feel some type of emotion or um whether that be sadness or reflection or nostalgia, or whatever. I don't I don't I don't know. Like that's like the baby 
has become one of the best artists at really conveying emotion to the listener. He, when he's having fun, you're having fun. When he's feeling depressed or sad or however you want to put it here, it comes through as well and it's, it impacts whoever's listening. That really impacted me. Um, I really felt that. So Brothers Keeper is definitely the highlight of the song to me, of the project to me. Um, Meek Mill's feature was great. No Cap Apology did their thing. Tusi, who I'm starting to see more and more of. Um, I need I need to lock in with him more, but I did like his feature on track six as well. I also think in RJ, I know you're going to disagree with me with this, so I'm just gonna say this and then let you have it. I also think that I'm I'm starting to warm up a little bit more to the baby using autotune. I don't want that to be his primary thing, but if he uses it from time to time, I, I wouldn't mind it. All right, now let me get out the way and duck the cover. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm not gonna get too deep into it because I said that I like the project, and the baby has caught success singing. But the thing that singers can do is use melody to their advantage, and melody is something that they have control over. Especially the good, you know, like the really good singers, the really good artists that sing. Um, because especially in, the, in these days in hip hop, there's a difference. There's niggas that are singers, and then there's people that can that people that do sing. Um, I just don't think that the baby be pulling up a melody. He doesn't. He be having that same tone that he raps with. He just be adding some some singing to it, and it's like, okay, you're not really even really doing nothing. Uh, and that's my issue with some of these rappers. These niggas can't actually sing. These niggas aren't don't actually train as singers. These niggas are not in the booth with people that that sing. So they just out here kind of whining. You know, on songs, they're not actually fully singing, um, and I have I, I take issue with that. But at the same time, you know, these niggas trying to be Drake, and when you're trying to be something that you're not, it's very rare that it's gonna come off as good as it could if you were trying to be yourself. So that's all I'll say. I'm not gonna get too deep into that. I'm not trying to you know violate nobody because I do think that I think that there's also that level of I wanted rapping to baby, and it's not like I didn't get it. But like I got a lot of singing from the baby this week, from this weekend. So that's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Seven tracks here. So what are your top two songs? Top two. Oof. Top two, probably gonna be Brothers Keeper and Handgun. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm going to go with the start, Brothers Keeper, and the finish, More Money, More Problems. More money, more problems. Yeah, I, that, I love this was, cover. This cover is fire. Uh, yeah, that cover is that cover is really really good. Um, all right, so we're done. Um, before we get out of here, RJ, what are you thankful for? Yes, this is this is college, and yes, we're doing an icebreaker. Fuck you. Uh, I'm thankful for. I'm I'm thankful for my friends and my family, man. I mean, I I think that's the cliche answer, but. 2020 has been a crazy year and, and anybody that's that's been able to make it all the way to the end knows how lonely it can can be how grueling it was how stressful it was how isolating it was um and you know having it having a great base is key to surviving that so shout out to all my friends and family shout out to everybody out there and their family all of our audience you guys are our family shout out to, to everybody 
Damn, nigga took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I agree. Everything he said. <laughs> shout out to my family. Shout out to my friends. Shout out to you guys, the audience. Um, yeah, hopefully we can have a better Thanksgiving next year and people can actually get together and stuff. But for now, stay inside and wear your fucking mask. But on that note, we will not have a podcast next week because it is Thanksgiving and niggas need a break. So we will be back the following week with the old milk awards Ooh, uh, the nominations Ooh, who's gonna get it i don't know oh my god that's fucking crazy how do you not know because it's not the time yet that's not the point anyway see you guys in two weeks wow, enjoy wow. your thanksgiving happy wow, thanksgiving wow wow what wow. what no no no, what? no 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 uh yeah uh everybody <laughs> have, have a th- good thanksgiving um you know what i'm saying oy, oy. oh god <laughs>